Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you Star Wars fans out there. Welcome back to another episode of Echo Station. I'm Ian, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Chris. Hello, friends. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, because we missed a week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the weather has been bad here. <laughs> it has, and it's only going to get worse next week. I just looked. Yeah. But it only tends to be bad on the days that we need to record. Yeah. And then on the not days that we have to record, it's like 70 degrees outside, so... It's Mother Nature's like, yeah. screw you guys, you're not going to get your Star Wars information out there. <laughs> uh, so we have a bunch of stuff to talk about, we have some news to talk about, we have a very interesting uh, What I Learned in the Star Wars Universe article, which is hilarious. Yeah, it is. it's kind of awesome. <laughs> and we have a really funny article because... This episode is going to be kind of heavy hitting. Yeah. Um, we are going to be talking about the video that Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks, put out a few weeks ago about uh, his uh, contemplation about uh, suicide and what happened uh, with him, with you know taking on that role of Jar Jar and how the fans treated him and how uh, just strangers as well treated him. Uh, okay. We're going to talk about Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in episode eight. Uh, her, you know, things that happened with her, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and our own personal experiences with bullying. So if you are somewhat, you know, bothered or triggered by the mention of suicide or talking about it or bullying, this may not be the episode for you. Yep, feel free to skip it. Yeah, we'll normally get on to something more yeah, lighthearted next week. Normally we don't say skip our episodes and not listen to us, but... <laughs> but we prefer for you all to be mentally healthy. Yes. And happy. So we understand, you know, if you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. But if you do, it's going to be an in-depth episode. So just stay tuned for that. And then at the end of the episode, we have a very special announcement. Uh, so just stay tuned for that as well. Uh, but news-wise... Uh, we're going to start off with, uh, not sad news, but kind of like, oh, uh, Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO and one of the puppeteers for BB-8, have officially wrapped on episode nine. Uh, so they are done filming. They have filmed all their stuff. So BB-8 is wrapped, I assume. 
uh, as well with C-3PO, so we don't know... That's it. ...what's going on there. <clears throat> but, uh, it's, you know, and he made a very, you know, emotional post on Insta- or on uh, Twitter saying, mm-hmm. you know, this is the last day for 3PO. Uh, now, will it be his last day ever as 3PO? I don't think so. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, if we get more going back in time kind of episodes, then... Then no. But officially for the Skywalker trilogy, or saga, I should say, uh, he he is done. And that's kind Crazy. of what, like, wow, he started in 1970, I guess six, really, because with filming. Yeah. And, filming yeah. and ended in 2019. Crazy. That's just blows my mind. Um, we don't know how long he was on set for. He was on set for actually quite a little bit because he would always post, you know, episode nine spoilers. I had this at the food truck today or whatever. It was very funny. <laughs> uh, so he did that uh, for a few months. So we don't know. Obviously, you know, with a character like 3PO, he's not going to be there for the full, like, you know, seven months shoot or whatever it's going to be. Sure. It's just not necessary. Uh, so he was there for at least two to three months. So I'm sure we'll see a good chunk of 3PO in, in nine because he's, you know, one of those legacy characters that we probably won't see for a while. So, um, but moving what on. What about BB-8? BB-8. Do you think we'll see? Oh yeah. We're going to see more B. Well, mm, hold on. Yes and no. I think BB-8 should get his own adventures like the Ewok adventures, but with porgs. Just BB-8 and porgs? Yes. I feel like there the should be some adventures. kind of human in there, too. We'll throw a curly, blonde child no. in the mix. No, no, no. No, no. We're not repeating that mistake. Mistake? Yes. Excuse me, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. Mistake. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> I mean... The Ewok adventures are gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, Jan. So, anyway, beside that little tidbit, uh, we also have some, some gaming news. Yep. Uh, EA Games has officially announced a new Star Wars game coming either this fall or this holiday season called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order, something like that. Uh, Not the, what we thought we were getting initially. No. Obviously, we already we already covered that. Yeah, we discussed this in the last episode. Uh, but they did say a developer has played about a twenty minute demo of it so far, and he loved what he saw. Um, obviously, and they said that more will be announced at celebration. I'm gonna guess a trailer or some kind of gameplay or both. Um, so a first person Star Wars single player EA game. That doesn't necessarily require online support will be nice. I would be absolutely down for that. Um, as long as EA doesn't fuck things up. Huh. Sorry, we're kind of bitter here about EA right I'm, now. I would knock on wood, but I don't want to make a loud noise. Knock on the proverbial wood that is yes. somewhere. <laughs> um, so we have that and also Battlefront 2 news for all you Battlefront fans that are still with us. Uh... Anakin, Good for you. Yeah, right. Pat on the back to you. Uh, Anakin Skywalker is coming to Battlefront at the end of this month, voiced by... It looks great. Yeah, voiced by Matt Lanter, uh, who voiced him in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past month, we had Count Dooku. Uh, so, 
Anakin is coming along with supposedly a new game mode as well where you get to fight in capital ships. Um, people are still very, very much wanting and hoping for Ahsoka to come up <clears throat> Excuse me, in that game as well. I'm sure it'll happen. I hope so, because if not, I will be upset because it's a wasted opportunity. You're going to flip tables. Right? I will flip so many tables. Um, but right now, also, we have Mandalorian news uh, coming out from the set. Uh, IG-88 is going to be in this series, along with a familiar Ashmech droid, which is the red droid who, like, blew his top off when episode four, like, when... Like, the droid has a bad motivator. Uh, that droid supposedly is in it, or a droid looking like that. I don't know how that droid could be in it when it blew up, but whatever. Wait, you mean the Force-sensitive droid that saved the entire galaxy? Yeah, supposedly the Force. I'm sure that's going to be retconned so hard. That is my favorite random, totally off-the-wall Star Wars I was hoping you would know that, that story. That for once in a while was canon. Like, I was really hoping you would know that story because I was going to mention it, but I'm like, I don't know if she knows that story or not. Oh, come on. It's the best story to ever come out of, like... It's hilarious. <laughs> it is ridiculous. A... I love it. I just, I love the premise of the Force-sensitive droid who knew that in that very moment, if he did not sacrifice himself, it would be the cost... It would be at the cost of the entire galaxy. I mean, how... <laughs> yeah. I don't... How did that get pitched? <laughs> Who came up with that? And how high were they? Yeah, right. Uh, but I <laughs> I found it hilarious. So that droid's going to be coming back, or at least a droid looking like that. We don't know if it's going to be force sensitive or not. Probably won't be, low-key. Um, also, Taika Watiti, who is directing at least one of the episodes in this season, uh, talked about the tone that they're setting for it. Obviously, he's, you know... He directed Thor 3, and Thor 3 had a lot of jokes in it, um, much to fans, you know, appraise. And some, you know, were like, okay, that's a little too heavy on the jokes. But he said that this tone, you know, you can throw in jokes here and there, yes. But really, it's going to be a much more kind of grounded and serious show. So, closer to Rogue One? Yes, I would say so. Which is what we'd been kind of banking on. I Yes. Uh, so there's that. Um, obviously there will be different episodes directed by different people, so different tones throughout. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess like the main overall tone is going to be centered on that and, you know, with various uh, influences of directors going on from there. Yeah. And, I mean, there's always room for a more lighthearted episode within a series like this. I mean... There has to be. It's, it's called a filler episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Now you think about, like... Um, Star Trek mm -hmm. and um, Firefly. You know, a lot of the episodes are really heavy. Yes. Well, uh, same thing with the Clone Wars, too. They had a few filler episodes with just, like, you know, CP-3PO and R2-D2 going on an adventure or whatever. Oh, Jar Jar, random Jar Jar adventures. Or Jar Jar was there, yeah. So, uh, you know, they had filler episodes there, too. Yeah. Um, It's not uncommon. Uh, But that about does it for our news. Um, people are still kind of debating on what episode 9's title is going to be. I'm just going to guess that it's not going to drop until Celebration at this point. I think it's going to be in-game. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone on Twitter said it's going to be called Star Wars, a Star Wars story. Perfect. Which I'm like, well, I mean, it is a Star Wars story. There's not, they're not <laughs> wrong. They're not wrong. Uh, I know a lot of people were upset that we didn't get a trailer during the Super Bowl. Oh, I knew, Although, I knew we weren't going that, to. 
I know. I mean, uh, no. Here's the thing. With I'm really all... surprised that people were betting on that. Well, with all the other Star Wars trailers that premiered during sporting, like, huge sporting events, they announced it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Especially for the Super Bowl. Like, yes, people are going to be watching, but if you say, hey, the first teaser trailer for the final Star Wars movie in the, you know, saga is going to be premiering, the ratings will be out of the roof. But they yeah. weren't because the game sucked. Um, so, no, of course, there wasn't going to be a Star Wars trailer. I knew it. I knew they were going to have Obviously, Avengers, Captain Marvel. Uh, I was kind of expecting a Dark Phoenix teaser as well, but nothing there, so I'm kind of sad about that. Uh, I did see the trailer um, on a, at the Alamo Draft House the other day. Does it look good? Oh, yeah. yeah. For Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm stoked. I know, I am too. I can't wait. But So that's about it for the news for us. Um do you want to talk about a random article? <laughs> Why, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> so it took me a little while to find an article that did not consist of just two sentences. Or the uh, the very long article that was about gravity. Yes, actual gravity. Yeah, let that sink in for a second, folks. And, and how that plays into the Star Wars universe. So aren't you happy I'm not going to read that to mm-hmm. you? <laughs> Okay, so this is on the Sith Warbirds. And we're talking about the Sith in the context of legends and not in the canonical sense. Current canonical sense. Um, So the Sith Warbird was basically a giant, hairy, feathery dinosaur. (laughs) It's a parrot. Like, it looks like a giant, evil parrot. And when we say it's giant, amazing. it means it's like it's taller. It's like three or four humans stacked on top of each other, at least. Yeah, no, no. It was uh, average six meters by ten meters in length. What is that in American? In American? What is that like? Thirty uh, feet, forty feet? Like eight feet by yeah, like getting. <laughs> it's tall. Getting there. It's tall. Yeah. It's tall. <laughs> um. They were, let's see, they're from the planet. They are icy, flightless birds from the planet of Cardelva. And they were used uh, very heavily during the Sith Empire, um, especially by famous fallen Jedi Exar Kun in the Great Sith War. And they would basically strap on their artillery and and then ride these warbirds around. They would ride them into battle. Yes. That's hilarious. Which is the most amazing thing, and I would love to see this in a game because it would be incredible. I can just picture them, like, squawking and, like, firing a cannon. That's hilarious. Yeah. I think, and they're literally giant dinosaur-type things. They're like they're like the current, you know, what we currently think of dinosaurs looking like. Not Jurassic Park is... dinosaurs, but, like, the actual ones with feathers. Yeah, no, like, actual what dinosaurs, quote-unquote, actually looked like. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, so they use them. Uh, they use them for scouting and reconnaissance missions, and you know they were harder to detect because they were living creatures. And it's, I don't know. It is it's, the whole thing is insane. I love. I love this idea because when she said Sith Warbird to me, I'm thinking like a Warbird kind of like Star Trek. Like, oh, it's a yeah, ship. like a like a Klingon Warbird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a no, really no. cool ship. No, it's an actual like fucking it's a Warbird. Literal dinosaur-sized bird. Like, you know the, the movie Warhorse? This is Warbird. Yes. So I suggest looking up the photos for this, because it's 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 legitimately hilarious. It's, <laughs> like, 
you see giant noble Sam. The what is it? Was it Sam? Toucan Sam. Yes, Toucan Sam. Yeah, Toucan Sam gone to the dark side. But in 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 gigantic mode. So you can see why we chose a very funny kind of lighthearted article because that's just hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really yeah. really funny. I want this to appear in a game so bad. I do too. <laughs> Like as like a rideable vehicle, you just get on the bird and charge. Yes, exactly. Oh but you have God. to you have to have like a a connection with like a force connection with. To be able yes, to they are force it. sensitive. Like they can they can't use the force, but like they know like oh, there's a Jedi over there. Let's go kill him. <laughs> Let's go kill him. Let's go kill. Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I personally, if I saw this thing coming at me, I would I would probably piss my pants. Oh, but... I would run. <laughs> Be like, see ya, bye. Or I'll just get in a spaceship and fly away because they can't fly, so haha. Because they're not an actual ship, they are an actual bird. They are a bird. But they but they don't fly. <laughs> That's no, very important. They're useless. They're like penguins. They're the penguins they're, of the Star Wars universe, but like they larger. Are, they're dinosaurs. They're they're like almost T Rex like. They're very special. We're just gonna call them they're our special yes. our special pets. Yes, I like them. So oh. there's that. There today. Today you learned, guys, that there are giant dinosaur bird things in Star Wars. Right. It's ridiculous, but it's hilarious. So, moving along, we're now going to talk about the meat of our of our episode. So this is the part where, if you wanted to, you know, listen to all that, that's great. But if you're triggered by something, or if you're, you know, upset by what we're going to be talking about today, this is where you probably turn it off. And you have yourself a good rest of the day. <laughs> yep. So no hard feelings. Yeah, no hard feelings. We get it. It's cool. Both her and I, you know, we kind of struggle a little bit watching this the video, and we're like, oh, okay, yes. So here we go. So about three to four weeks ago, Ahmed Best, who was not only the voice actor of Jar Jar Binks for one, two, three in the Clone Wars TV show, but he also did the motion capture for the live action films. Uh, put out a video about his experiences after episode one. The the hate that he got, the reactions that people gave him, uh, you know, and he talked about after all that hate that he was seriously contemplating suicide and that he almost did commit suicide. Um, so... Let me preface preface this by saying, Star Wars fans are like some of the best fans out there. You and I both agree on that. Yes. But we also both agree that sometimes, and we're not saying all Star Wars fans, so don't get that, you know, tangled up. But we're saying some Star Wars fans that do this kind of stuff to all these people, to him, to the people that we mentioned before that as well, uh, are some of the worst Star Wars fans. Yep. And, you know... We're not, you know, hating on Star Wars fans, but when you intentionally bully someone and knock them down to the where they, you know, leave social media or where they contemplate taking their own life, what the hell are you doing with your own life? I think I think the, the issue is that a lot of people, not everyone, which is even worse, a lot of people forget that there there was a person behind this character you know who made specific choices Mm -hmm. um in their portrayal of this character and put you know as every actor does 
put a part of themselves into this character. And not only that, but also what the director wanted, too. Yeah. And, and you know, to be fair, um, George Lucas did get a lot of flack as well. He did. I mean, he continuously gets flack for the prequels, and he gets a lot of flack, especially for Jar Jar. Um, choices were made in the design of that character. I, I don't necessarily agree with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's where I think that's where things can get a little bit shaky. You know, it's not it's not all black and white. It's definitely not all black and white because I I, I understand the hate for the character. I was a child when this movie came out, and, you know, even though I feel like Jar Jar was supposed to be aimed at children, he drove me crazy. So, and here's the thing, because you were, how old were you when you when episode one came out? Uh, I think it was like 11. So I was like six, five or six years old when it came out. So when it did come out, I loved Jar Jar. It appealed to me, and it made me laugh, because George Lucas knew that C-3PO and R2-D2 we're not going to be in these main three as much as they were in four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And four, five, and six, they were the comedic relief. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, so he had to find someone, some way to, you know, bring some comedy into the, uh, you know, somewhat serious story. And that person was Jar Jar. And for me, as a young, young, young child, he made me laugh. So, you know, that was the point of it. And it succeeded in that aspect. I can, and I can totally get that. But I feel like writing a character just for kindergarten and first graders or anybody below that is really alienating the core of your fan base. I can see that as well. Yes. Um. Um. And even, and even then, it wasn't. It really wasn't. It really wasn't that bad. I think it's just a little too heavy-handed. Right. I think if there, had, if he had been utilized a little bit less. It wouldn't have been so egregious, but right. um, the the problem I think that really comes into play is is the racism card. Yes, he did get many many racist. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and like Ahmed Bess explains, you know, people were calling him an Uncle Tom, mm-hmm. which is incredibly awful. Yes, thing to say. To an actor of color. Um, uh, they were, you know, they were really tearing into him about what people believed was a racist portrayal or caricature of a, of a you know, mindless Jamaican guy. Right. Um, and for him, that was very offensive because he's not Jamaican. He's of West Indies mm-hmm. descent. And he was calling upon, apparently, that part of his heritage. Um, to portray this character, and people were knocking him for it and calling him racist. Yeah. Um, you know, people were saying, you know, this character is horrible. You know, why would they add this character in here? The actor is horrible. He should just kill himself. At that point, you need to really evaluate what you are saying. Because yeah. did did that character really like mess up every single thing? No. Did it, like, did it, you know, follow you around forever? No. Like, it's not ruining your day. People aren't just going, like, that damn Jar Jar, I still hate him. Like, no. And if you are, get a life. And even if you do, what does it matter? 
get over it and move on with your life. Yeah, he, uh, you know, and not only, you know, people don't understand that Jar Jar Binks was one of the first kind of fully motion captured CGI characters. Oh, yeah. And ILM was still writing the code during filming of this. So they didn't really know how it was going to turn out, hopefully well, because it's ILM. But they were still writing the code for it. So characters, you know, down the road, like Gollum, you know, all these CGI characters that are fully motion captured now and performed by great people, they kind of started at the basis with Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. Now they all have Jar Jar to think. And he talks about this in the video about how cutting edge all this was and how incredibly excited he was. Because remember, this was back filming in 1998. Eight? Eight? 97, 98. 97, yeah. I mean, it would be, he was, I can understand how he thought this was going to be it for him. This was going to be his huge I mean, yeah, when you're casting Star because, Wars, you're like, oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Well, and this was just such a big deal. This Nobody had ever done something like this before. And not only that, I didn't know, but he was a really young guy. He was 24. Mm-hmm. He didn't have, he didn't have any... Um, representation didn't have an agent. No, this is his first like, like legit he just kind of got yeah he just kind of got picked up off the street basically. You know he wasn't really he was he was no Liam Neeson he was no Natalie Portman. No, yeah they had a an established name at least. So to to have all of these hopes and dreams to pour your heart out into this character and then to have people immediately rip it apart, I can understand totally why he would have fallen apart like that oh and yeah considered considered suicide i mean and the way that he says it like he's very nonchalant about it like he was he just comes out saying hey i just you know i've contemplated this for a while and you know it's something that he's not necessarily proud of but he he's proud of the fact that he didn't do it obviously and so are we and so is you know the rest of the world sure. but he you know, was driven to that moment. And that's what really I hate. Yep. Is that, you know, people tore him down so much that he felt like, all right, this is just pointless. Why am I here still? Yeah. That is never okay. And even if for a lot of people it wasn't a personal attack. I mean, when I talk about how much I can't stand Jar Jar, I'm not personally attacking Ahmed Best. But I understand that it would feel that way because it's his character. Yes. It's, it's his portrayal. It's kind of like That's how, it. like, the original trilogy people hated the Ewoks. Well, they were wrong. They, <laughs> they hated the Ewoks because they're like, how can these teddy bears destroy an entire empire? <laughs> but Wasn't the entire empire. <laughs> well, in any case. Uh... <laughs> With with this, you know, we're going to move on as well with other characters, but, you know, he's portrayed Jar Jar in, you know, episode one, two, and three, and the Clone Wars. He's done the voice mm-hmm. for it for so many years. Um, like I said, I hope he's going to be at Celebration, because yeah. I just want to meet him and I want to say thank you for making that video, because not only does it take a lot to make that, you know, to come out and say that I was contemplating this, but... You know, to say why it happened too, because you know that yeah. could that could mark you. That could be like you know, Disney can be like, oh no, you spoke badly against us. No more for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I I love the fact that he you know speaks about his son too, saying that you know yeah, sweet. my my son helped me through this, and you know I did I didn't do this because of my son. Um, but you know moving along as well, Kelly Marie Tran, who was Rose in episode eight, got unbelievable racist comments towards her. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Hate. Just ridiculous. To the point where. I almost didn't want to say I was a Star Wars fan at one point because of that. It got embarrassing. Yeah, oh, yeah. extremely. Extremely. And this, is, this is where we, you know, we, we, we struggle with how amazing the internet is. How amazing a tool social media can be. And then how can that can be just completely flipped. Oh, for sure. Because uh, the fact that there are so many of these celebrities who literally get bullied off of the internet is just atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, people should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, without question. And and obviously this falls on deaf ears, too. Yes, it does, it's, which is even worse, but... Yeah. But it's, you know, it's I, I still think it needs to be talked about yes. a lot more. Um, With her... I don't know why there was so much hate. I don't know if it's because she was another woman being added to Star Wars and everyone's like, there's enough women in Star Wars. Because she was an Asian woman. That's exactly why. It, Which is, ugh. I can't even, I can't, I just can't. I don't, it just, ugh. It irks me so much. I think about it. If, if her character had been some, you know, blonde tits McGee, who was basically, you know, eye candy sidekick to run around after John Boyega, do you think we'd be having this discussion right now? Uh, no. I honestly don't. No. Which is sad. Yeah. Uh, you know, Star Wars should always be an inclusive environment. And to, you know, say, oh, this person shouldn't be uh, in this movie because she's Asian or in John Boyega's case, they said, you know, why is there a black stormtrooper? Stormtroopers can't be black. Which like, doesn't make any sense, because first of all, he's not a stormtrooper. He's a first <laughs> you know? order trooper. He's a first order trooper, and if you're calling him a stormtrooper and questioning why a stormtrooper can't be black, you're an idiot, and you're not that big of a Star Wars fan because you don't know what you're talking about. Yup. And even then... Again, we don't know the rules 
of the original trilogy and who would have been, you know, who when it came to the stormtroopers. But they weren't all clone troopers at that point anymore. No, they were just people who signed up for the Empire. Yeah. So it's just the whole notion, if they wanted to try to be logical about it, is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There is no, there is no logical notion. You're just being racist. And, I mean, uh, Daisy Ridley as well got hate for being a lead female in this universe. And... You know, people are hating on Kathleen Kennedy because they don't they don't think a lot of women should be in the forefront of, of Star Wars and yada yada yada. And they think it's her fault because she's the the female head of Lucasfilm now, so it's all gonna be female stuff. What? Yeah, but why? Why can't it be a female led venture? There, there's literally no way to give a an argument for that that doesn't end with, well, you're a misogynist asshole. Mm-hmm. It. So, I mean, I don't, I think, I don't know if Oscar Isaac got any hate or not. I'm pretty, probably he did at some point. He did. A little bit, yeah. But not nearly as much as the the three that we just talked about. hmm Which, it's ridiculous. It's, I, like, I'm at a loss for words sometimes because it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, look at... We didn't even mention after um, Ahmed Best, Jake Lloyd. Yes. Oh, oh God. Poor Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd's story is almost as tragic as Anakin's. It's heartbreaking. You know, I I mean, he has a legitimate um, mental disease. But I was reading this really interesting conversation. Um, about this the other day, that, you know, a lot of people are born with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And it never manifests. Because it takes, sometimes it just takes a very hard trigger for that to manifest in people. And I think that his incredibly terrible experience with the Star Wars fan base was that trigger for him. And it destroyed his life. He was just a child. Yeah, people tearing a, a eight, nine, ten year old boy down for a portrayal that he was told, by the way, how to act. He was. This was dialogue written by George Lucas. Yeah, was, and you know, even if he, even in, they were obviously all told to act the way they were want to, correct, or, or the way he wanted them to. But he was a child. There was no way he could have been like, well, you know, actually, I, my take on Anakin is blah blah blah. No, he was a child. Yeah, like even Hayden Christensen got hate for Anakin, but obviously yeah. he was more of an adult, so he could he could take a little more of the brunt. But still, well, Natalie Portman gets hate for how wooden her portrayal of Padme was. Natalie Portman is one of the best actresses of our time. Correct. It. You can see why this was a hard episode for us to talk about. Because well, it's infuriating. Exactly. With so with that, you know, Jake Lloyd, uh, the rumors are, and I believe this was actually confirmed a little bit ago, that he did check himself into a mental health institute. That's good. Um he's had some trouble with the law, I believe, as well, but Yes. Uh 
you know, it's... <sighs> to bully a child is, you know, to bully someone is, is just bad. But to bully a child who didn't really know better, who was excited to be in a movie, to be in a Star Wars movie, is sick. Yeah. I mean, it's can you imagine? Horrible. Because I was about his age... That would have changed my... I mean, that's literally all I wanted at that time. I wanted to be in the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. And then to come off of that and everyone hates you? He did maybe like... I and think, says that you ruined it? Yeah, like... I mean, what? He was maybe in like one or two, maybe three or four more movies after that. But he dropped off the face of the earth basically after that. Yeah. And I think that he was kind of blacklisted. Oh, sure. Which is horrible in its own, you know, thing too, but, uh, with, you know, that going on to, uh, you know, throughout the series, a lot of characters, you know, or actors rather got flack for their characters or however it was, uh, you know, Carrie Fisher was bullied into losing weight for Return of the Jedi yeah, and episode four, actually, or basically her whole life. Let's just call it that. <laughs> it was her whole life. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't, when we say Star Wars fans are the best fans, we, we do mean that, but when people do shit like this and continually do this, like they don't stop, that's where, you know, they don't learn their lesson. They don't step back for a second and go, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly don't want you in the fandom. No. And that may come across harsh, and we may get hate for that, but I don't care. Star Wars should always be inclusive. You should never bully someone on their race or hate on someone for their portrayal. You know, I mean, it's about a literal galaxy's worth of different beings. Yes. How could it be anything but inclusive? It's you know, it's the same thing with Star Trek as well. Star Trek is all about inclus inclusivity as well. Yeah. They can do it, so why can't we? Oh, they get fly for it. Oh, they do, yes, but... <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. They're a little bit more calm. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you being a female Star Wars mega fan, I'm sure you have gotten your share, fair share of hate as well. Oh, Lord. <laughs> do you want to um, mention a few things? you want to talk about it for a little bit? Yeah, actually, I would really like to. Right. Um, it's not its not something I talk about a lot. Um, although I was actually talking to uh, to my good cosplay friend, my cosplay sister, Ruby Silverado, about this the other day. Um, you know, that because we're about the same age. Mm -hmm. I think we are the same age. And so we grew up in the late 90s as female Star Wars fans. Um and Star Wars had not been... It was not what it is today. No, for sure not. It, it's still... I mean, it had a large fan base, obviously. But it was not what it is today. It was not okay for anybody and everybody to be a Star Wars fan. Um, especially for girls. Mm -hmm. So, for her, she mostly just hit it. She was an internal Star Wars fan. Right. For me, <laughs> I I had a little bit more of an obsessive personality as a child, and... You were very external. Star Wars was 
my life. I had a lot of childhood trauma um, to deal with, and Star Wars was my escape. It was how I, it was how I got through those things. It was how I coped. Was running away into that universe, um, and I don't know what I would have done without it, to be honest. So I never hid my love for it. You know, I proudly had a Star Wars backpack and pencils and, you know, bought shirts from the boys section because they had Star Wars things and that was not a thing for girls back then. Um, and I was teased and bullied mercilessly. Um, physically attacked, mentally or emotionally attacked um, every day. Every single day. And I never understood it, because why did it matter what I liked? I wasn't hurting anybody. Right. You were supposed to like, but, you know, My Little Pony and Barbie and be done with it. Or Britney Spears and all mm -hmm. this other bullshit. And I just didn't... That wasn't my thing. And the, the amount of vitriol that came at me, it makes me angry to this day. It makes me frightened to this day. Um, occasionally I still have nightmares about the things that people would say to me. You know, and it, and it went in, it went in through high school too. Um, I, and what, <laughs> what gets me now is that so many of these people, especially the males now come out and are, you know, talking about how they're huge Star Wars fans. They've always been Star Wars fans. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Because where's the receipts? <laughs> Where were you 20 years ago? Oh, I I agree. Yes, because when I was when I was growing up, it was you know I love Star Wars. I was raised on Star Wars like you were, and you know I had the Star Wars backpacks and the lunch boxes and you know like the pencil cases and the the. Uh, binders and the folders mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, all the things. Uh, and that was also right when episode one was coming out, too. So I, a lot of, you know, Star Wars stuff was coming out again, you know. It was the new age of toys and, and collector's oh, yeah. gear and everything. So, I remember taking my backpack to school. I had the Darth Maul backpack, because I was cool. <laughs> and my main folder was the Queen Amidala folder in her red outfit. And I got bullied so much for that. Because I had a, a girl on the folder, and it, you know, it wasn't masculine, it wasn't Darth Maul, it wasn't Darth Vader, it wasn't, you know, Anakin, or Obi-Wan, or Qui-Gon, or even Jar Jar. It was yeah. Queen Amidala, because I thought she was really pretty, and I loved her outfit, and I got bullied so much, it was like in, I think, first grade, that... I, at one point, took, you know, my stuff out of the folder, and I ripped it up, and I threw it in the trash. That's so sad. Because I didn't want to be teased anymore. So I, you know, told my mom or dad, I think, I, you know, I spilled something on it. It got wet or whatever. So they went and got it, and they go, oh, here's a new Queen Amidala one. I go, no, I want uh, uh, the, the Qui-Gon one. I, I, <laughs> I want the, the dirty hippie Jedi. I want him. Yeah. Uh, so they got me Qui-Gon, and then all of a sudden, I was accepted again. 
and you know, even on the playground when I would say, you know, oh, we can play Star Wars, you know, because we're making, we're playground, it's make-believe, it's, you know, everyone would be like, no, we're going to play sports and stuff. And these mm-hmm. people, now that I see on Twitter, you know, raving about Battlefront 2 and wanting, you know, new Star Wars stuff and loving the movies, I'm like, and like you said, where were you, you know, how many years ago? Where were you, you know, 25 yeah. years, where were you, where, where were you? Because we were, the reality is we were the minority. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, they merchandised the crap out of it, but we were still the minority at school. There just weren't that many kids who were out and proud about being nerds and geeks. Mm-hmm. And now it's everybody. So you have to, you know, it's either everybody was pretending, everybody was a liar back then, or everybody's a liar back now. Uh, or a bit of both. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, I was bullied not only because of Star Wars, but I was also bullied because, you know, I was kind of a heavier kid liking Star Wars, and, you know, it's, you know, I was kind of this, the, this, the trope of a nerd. I didn't have glasses or anything like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the heavier set, you know, kid liking Star Wars, making make-believe, playing with lightsabers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Literally anything to, to be bullied. I was the tallest kid in the grade, so, yeah. yeah that, playing with action that figures. Was yeah. Because I didn't play with, I didn't have any, I never had once any G.I. Joes. I never once had, you know, in those, you know, very masculine, you know, er, mm-hmm. figures. I had my uh, Hasbro Star Wars figures, the Play Machine play sets, and the Star Wars Legos. Yep. That's what, I mean, that's what I had. Um, I remember, you know, saying, you know, my favorite, you know, people would ask, you know, oh, who's your favorite Star Wars character? I did not know they were baiting me. I did not know they were, you know, wanting me to say this. I didn't obviously know it because what kid would? And I said, you know, Jar Jar Binks, or I said, you know, Padme, or, you know, uh, and they go, why, you know, why do you like those characters? And I told them, and, you know, they would call me names. They would ridicule me for liking those things. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, you know, I think it was in middle school or late elementary school where you would be on team sports and I don't really know a whole lot about sports and it was like tag or touch, touch football, tag football, whatever it was, where you like the belt and the flags on the side where you like ripped them off or whatever. Oh yeah. Flag football. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and I really wouldn't know what to do. So I would like try and throw the ball and they were like, well, he can't throw. He can, you know, he can use the force and throw and just like ridicule me. Oh, yeah. Well, the worst thing is the teachers didn't stop it. No, teachers didn't give a damn about bullying oh, back no, then. They still don't. Some do. It's gotten a bit better. It, it has. Uh, <laughs> As a former teacher, I can say it has gotten better. Depending but... on where you are at, I guess, but it, it's just, I don't understand the need for it, for bullying, for yelling at someone, for, you know, making them feel feel inferior uh, for a, a, a character that they have given their, you know, 110% in. Like, mm-hmm. if you see interviews with Kelly Marie Tran, she is one of, like, the nicest, most sweetest, like, bubbly people you will ever meet. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she is, was just glowing when they announced her at the previous celebration for a character like she came out everyone cheered and you know she you know was also a a person for representation because never Mm -hmm. have we i don't think have seen 
in the forefront at least a a character that looked like her yeah uh and to have that representation is fantastic because representation matters and again is is rose the best character ever written no no but it doesn't matter you know it really doesn't it Luke's not the best character ever written. No, he is not. Uh, you know, Leia isn't. Han isn't. You know, all these characters aren't the best characters written. They have a lot of flaws, and a lot of writing flaws with that too. Not just you know personal flaws. Yeah. But just to have someone, I can never imagine to the point where I'm bullied off off my social media, off where I can interact with my fans. I know. And I just I just can't imagine that for her, for Daisy Ridley, for anyone uh i just i just can't and i never want to obviously uh but you know we here we love all those people that we talked about before and anyone that we forgot to mention uh you know we're obviously sorry but we are running out of time a little bit Mm -hmm. um but you know like we said this is a heavy hitting episode we don't we don't do many heavy hitting episodes but this is this is one of them I think and it needs to be said. Yeah. Um I think it comes down to that in this social media age if there's something that you would not feel comfortable saying to someone, saying to their face person to person. Why is it okay to say it to them online? Because you're hidden. That's why. They have yeah. that anonymity. Yeah. But I think that's where I think that's where the disconnect is coming from. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. It does feel, um, I mean, out of the political scope, it does feel like a lot of today we've gotten better about how we interact with people mm-hmm. um, in person. But I think that's because so much of the vitriol has jumped onto the internet. Yeah. Um, and it's just easier. Yeah. It's just easier. There's no there's no repercussions. You know, nobody can really defend themselves very well against a a troll behind a computer monitor. Yeah, they can do what they can and then call it good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no <laughs> there's no fear of somebody throwing a punch at you because you're being an asshole. Right. So I that's to me that's what I think it should come down to. If if you don't think you would feel comfortable saying Whatever you feel like saying to a person's face, don't say it on the internet. Yeah. Or if you just if you really feel the need to be that kind of person, write it down in a journal or something. Yeah. If you really feel the need to like bash someone, write it down somewhere. Don't send it to anyone, don't show it to anyone, but (laughs) let that be your own little hate journal or whatever you want to call it. You don't need to put your darkness out in the world. No, we already have enough of that shit. The the world is already very, very dark. Especially or, nowadays. You know, turn around and look at yourself. If you if you feel the need to attack people like this, turn around and start evaluating yourself. Like why why do you why do you feel that need? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'm a Bible fan, but cast the first stone. Right. Yeah, it's 
And like we said, if, you know, if you guys have experienced bullying or if you guys, you know, overcame bullying or, you know, have any thoughts on this episode, please tweet us. Let us know because, you know, you aren't alone. Uh, clearly. Uh, you know, let us let us know your thoughts on this because, yeah, you know, it was an episode that we didn't plan on doing this season. We'd have no plan on doing this at all. But when that video came out, I'm like, well, no, we need to do this. We're going to talk about it. We yeah. got to because... <clears throat> You know, especially with past bullying, too, it just it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the positive side of fandom does greatly outweigh the negative oh, yeah. aspects. I just think that the negative aspects are really, really loud. Oh, I agree. Everything that's that that's just normal world anyway, though, too. Yeah. Um. But so that about wraps us up for this episode. Uh, but real quick, we do have a very special announcement uh, to kind of yes. lighten the mood again. Uh, we are going to be starting a mini-series podcast attached to Echo Station called Padme's Closet. Guess what it's about. <laughs> Guess what it's about. Uh, I don't know. All right, shocker. So It's it's about Padme secretly being a lesbian and finally coming out <laughs> of the closet. Uh, wouldn't that be a story, though? <laughs> what? Uh, so we, both her, both Chris and I love star wars we love fashion and we love star wars fashion so we thought who better to like kind of kick off a miniseries than all of padme's fabulous wardrobes in episodes one through three so here's the deal each outfit is getting its own episode we're not doing a whole 45 minute episode on an outfit obviously even though we would love to (laughs) no we're talking about like 15 20 minutes rundown if what we love what works what didn't work, what we love about what it. What didn't work, yeah. Uh, what we think this says, on a, you know, on a meta level for the entire Star Wars galaxy, yes. blah, 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 blah. Um, so they're going to be little mini episodes. They'll be released uh, every other Monday as well. So, like, you know, for example, if next Monday we're going to be releasing this episode, the Monday after that, I believe, will be uh, ep- the first episode of Padma's Closet. Yes, makes sense. So, like we said, it's going to be 15, 20 minutes max. Uh, each ep- each outfit gets its own episode, so we're doing we're starting with episode one with her first appearance in her red uh, throne room outfit, and we are ending with episode three with her funeral outfit. The funeral outfit, yeah. Uh, we are ex- which I love. Yes, we are excluding the Clone Wars because a lot of those outfits are actually just redesigned outfits from the they first are. three the movies. Snow Bunny and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna kind of skip the Clone Wars, just stick on the live action. So one, two, and three. Talk about all those. Uh, so, like I said, each outfit gets its own episode. And we're going to kind of go in chronological order, so the way we see her. And I, we are going to include Sabe's outfits, just because they're also the Queen's outfits, too. So, yeah, don't get hate and we'll, for that. we'll talk a little bit about some of the uh, outfits that weren't used, just kind of in reference. Yes, yeah, so there'll be some deleted scene outfits, too, and, you know, all that stuff. And some handmade outfits, too, probably, because they match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that about wraps us up here. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chris Jaded and on the Twitter sphere at the Dirt Witch. And you can find me on the Twitters at IR Turner. And you can also find me on Instagram at House of Turner Cosplay. Same thing with, uh, Facebook. Um, and then don't forget that the Echo Station is a part of the HPN uh our music is by the lovely flying killer robots because we love them and we love our cantina music um yes we do to tweet us tweet us at echo station cast 
we really want to hear what you thought about this episode. Uh, maybe if you want some more sure. kind of heavier hitting episodes in the future, let us know what you would like mm-hmm. us to do. Uh, we are available on the Facebooks and the Instagram at Heroes Podcasts or HeroesPodcasts.com. Uh, find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, where many other podcasts are are in the internet sphere. <laughs> uh, find us, love us, give us a like, give us a shout out, tweet us, share us, uh, do all that stuff for us, please. <laughs> But until next time, guys, may the force be with you and have a great day. May the force be with you.